you have to give me just a moment here. I've got a friend on the microphone. There you go, buddy. And there we go. <laughs> I thank God for our musicians and for all who have led us so beautifully in worship today. We are continuing a sermon series called Advent Surprises. We're going to look at Luke chapter 1, verses 39 through 45. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, and the title of the sermon is The Power of One Hello. In those days, Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country, where she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the child leapt in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit and exclaimed with a loud cry, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. And why has this happened to me, that the mother of my Lord comes to me? For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leapt for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Let us pray. Lord God, in this preaching moment, I simply ask that you would help me to speak your word. Help them to hear your word. And Lord, help us all to do your word. I pray in the name of Christ our Savior. Amen. Through a variety of studies, psychologists have found that social inclusion or exclusion can be indicated by the slightest human interactions. Even the smallest passing gesture can make someone feel welcome or unwelcome. In one field experiment, researchers at Purdue University discovered that simply acknowledging strangers with eye contact or a smile makes them feel more connected to others, whereas ignoring them makes them feel less connected. As journalist Hans Villarica summarizes, being ignored hurts, even by a stranger. The practice of greeting one another, therefore, is no meaningless social convention. Professor Sam Summers of Tufts University recalls a campus initiative called the Say Hello Campaign. It involved distributing and wearing little stickers that said, say hello, in order to encourage the exchange of friendly greetings around campus. This campaign might sound superficial or silly like some airy-fairy university nonsense, but behavioral research confirms that saying hello makes a substantive difference. Just as smiling is contagious, so is 
saying hello. It can change the atmosphere of an institution. It can alter the sense of human connection. It can make somebody's day. That's the power of one hello. My own experience confirms that greeting people or not greeting people carries more significance than some might suspect. Personally, I despise the feeling of being disregarded as if I don't matter. And I'm not the only one. A student at a prominent university once told me he was sick of feeling invisible. As a person of color on a supposedly progressive campus, he was tired of being ignored. He said to me, when I pass professors and other students in the hallway, it's like I don't even exist. Saying hello acknowledges the personhood of others, while ignoring them undermines their personhood. Saying hello signals inclusion, while averting the eyes signals exclusion. A saying hello suggests you matter, while blatant disregard suggests you don't matter. Although greetings can be rote, perfunctory, even disingenuous, a genuine hello is bundled with possibilities as it recognizes the humanity of others and opens us up to human connection. While every hello has potential, one of the most powerful hellos in history was Mary's greeting to Elizabeth. Mary had left Nazareth in haste after hearing from the angel Gabriel that she was pregnant with the Messiah. She had spent four days on a 70-mile journey from the tiny town of Nazareth into the hill country of Judea in order to greet her relative, Elizabeth, who was also pregnant. When she finally arrived at Elizabeth's house, Mary burst through the door and greeted her. Given the long trek Mary had made, I imagine it was an emphatic greeting. In any case, her greeting is foundational for all that follows. It's mentioned three times in this brief passage. Verse 40 says, Mary greeted her. Verse 41 says, Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting. And verse 44 talks about the sound of her greeting. Back then, greetings could involve bowing, kissing, hugging, taking the hand, a word of salutation, or a blessing. Although Luke does not specify exactly what Mary's greeting entailed, we know she said something out loud because the sound of the greeting is emphasized in the text. It was some sort of hello which produced a domino effect that led Elizabeth into the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the articulation of prophecy, the pronouncement of blessings, a confession of faith, and a fetus leaping for joy inside her womb. We might think it would take an earth-shaking miracle to generate all this, but surprise, that's the power of one hello. This greeting not only brought 
Mary and Elizabeth together. It also brought John the Baptist and Jesus together for the first time. Elizabeth was about six months along with baby John, and Mary had just recently conceived baby Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. When Elizabeth heard the sound of Mary's greeting, the child in her womb leapt. Now it's important to understand that in Scripture, prenatal signs foreshadow future realities. In the book of Genesis, for example, Rebekah's twin sons, Esau and Jacob, struggled so mightily with one another in her womb that Rebekah said, if it's to be like this, why do I live? Once her twins were born, their rivalry continued well into their adult years. But in the case of Mary and Elizabeth, their baby boys did not compete. They cooperated. When the baby in Elizabeth's belly leapt, John the fetus was greeting embryonic Jesus. Tiny John was jumping for joy inside the womb. Imagine the sensation Elizabeth felt in her belly. Prenatal activity can be thrilling for expectant parents. I remember the first time my wife, Dana, said to me, feel right here. And she took my hand and she placed it on the side of her belly just so. And I could feel our baby kicking inside. It filled me with wonder and great joy. <laughs> During her pregnancies, Dana noticed that both of our daughters would react inside the womb when certain sounds occurred outside, such as people singing or my voice talking. Sometimes they would react if I just greeted them, saying, hello, sweet baby. It's a fact of human experience and a feature of our sacred text that even a baby in the womb can be impacted by a simple greeting. That's the power of one hello. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, little John the Baptist somehow sensed the presence of Christ and reacted. Although Christ was yet unborn, John was already celebrating the Savior. <laughs> John was already welcoming the Messiah. John was already witnessing to the heaven-sent King come to rule, redeem, and reconcile creation. This prenatal sign foreshadows how 30 years later, John would be the witness to prepare the way of the Lord at the outset of Jesus' public ministry. As Mary's greeting inspired John to bear witness in the womb, it also stirred Elizabeth with the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. When Mary's hello filled the air, the Spirit filled Elizabeth. More than a perfunctory aspect of social etiquette, a greeting can evoke the Holy Spirit. A greeting can convey the presence of God. That's the power of one hello. Filled with the Spirit, Elizabeth calls Mary the mother of my Lord. 
This constitutes one of the earliest Christian confessions of faith. Elizabeth declares that the little one in her cousin's belly is the Lord. Remarkably, she is submitting herself to a ruler who has just begun developing in his mother's womb. Even in prenatal form, Christ commands the allegiance of everybody in the room. Even as a speck of developing life tucked away in his mother's womb, Christ is Lord, Christ is King, Christ is God in the flesh, and Christ reigns. Elizabeth's magnificent confession of faith results directly from Mary's greeting. A simple greeting can lead to a profession of faith in Jesus Christ. That's the power of one hello. Blessed are you among women, says Elizabeth to Mary, and blessed is the fruit of your womb. We Protestants don't emphasize Mary as much as our Catholic friends do, yet we acknowledge this biblical word that Mary is uniquely blessed. After all, she is the woman chosen to conceive, carry, bear, and mother Jesus Christ. Since Christ is fully divine, there is a sense in which Mary is the mother of God. The Almighty One who gave birth to all creation is enveloped within the confines of Mary's womb. What a profoundly blessed woman she is, and partly due to her own tremendous faith. When the angel Gabriel told Mary that she would conceive a child who would be the Son of God, Mary responded with a sincere question, uh, how's that going to happen? And she responded with sincere faith, let it be done to me according to your word, she said. Mary was not without questions. But she trusted the word of God revealed to her. She trusted God to fulfill the promise. Which is why Elizabeth declares, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. This passage suggests that blessedness accompanies belief in God's promises. Blessedness, a state of living in the favor and the love of God, accompanies believing in God's promises. For example, God has promised never to leave us nor forsake us. When we believe that, we are blessed. God has promised that all of our sins are forgiven through Christ. When we believe that, we are blessed. God has promised that we're going to inherit everlasting life in the kingdom of heaven. When we believe that, we are blessed. God has promised to return and set everything right again on the earth. When we believe that, we are blessed. God has promised that those who hope in the Lord shall renew their strength. That those who mourn shall be comforted. That those who are meek shall inherit the earth, that those who hunger and thirst for righteousness shall be filled, and that those who come to Christ in faith 
shall find rest for our souls. When we believe all that, we are blessed indeed. Yet it's important to recognize that before Mary ever had the chance to believe God's promise, she was just a poor girl from a tiny town. People were known to say, can anything good come out of Nazareth? In the grand scheme of the first century world, Mary was overlooked and underappreciated by society at large. So what transformed her from such a lowly teenager into such a mightily blessed woman? The answer traces back to Luke 1.28 when the angel Gabriel first appeared to Mary. When Gabriel first showed up, do you remember what he said to Mary? When he first appeared to you, do you remember the first thing he said to Mary? He said, greetings, favored one. Greetings. Before Mary said hello to Elizabeth, Gabriel said hello to Mary. The greeting from Gabriel was more than a human salutation. It was a hello on behalf of God. For God to greet a simple girl like Mary confirms that God does not ignore the human plight. God does not slight people, discount people, or avert the divine eyes from us. Rather, God saying hello to Mary indicates that God notices us. God pays attention to us. God perceives our plight. God sits high but looks low. God cares about us, especially those deemed least among us. Gabriel's hello signals God's welcome. God's acknowledgement, God's recognition, and God's love for all people, especially the overlooked and underappreciated, especially those who feel invisible, especially those who are neglected, discounted, tuned out, and brushed aside. That's why Mary later sings, He has looked with favor on the lowliness of His servant. He has lifted up the lowly. Scholars think, the Greek term for greeting, aspasmos, basically means to embrace. To greet someone is to offer a kind of embrace. When Gabriel greeted Mary, God was embracing her and all humble humanity with the good news of Jesus Christ. It was as if God made eye contact, smiled, and said hello. We might fear that we are slighted by heaven, but surprise, we are acknowledged. We might worry that we are excluded by heaven, but surprise, we are welcomed. We might think we are rejected by heaven, but surprise, we are treasured. That's the power of one hello. This gracious greeting from God inspires us to greet others likewise. This heavenly hello from above inspires us to say hello to other folks. Author and CEO Bina Patel 
tells the story of a man who was destitute and forlorn, struggling mightily to make it through everyday existence until a woman named Katie happened upon him one day. She invited him to an upcoming community dinner, and he came, and he began coming weekly to the community dinner, and he and Katie developed a friendship, and several months later, he said to Katie, you changed my life. Looking back on the day she first saw him sitting on a park bench while she was out riding bikes with her kids, Katie says, I just said hello. Howard White, vice president of Jordan Brand, reports that he makes every effort to greet every one of their many employees at their company as he possibly can. On every occasion he can, because he learned the importance of greeting people at a young age. He says that when he was 10 years old, he and his mother were walking down the street one day, and his mother stopped to speak to a man named Mr. Lee. Little Howard was focused on throwing rocks at the stop sign, trying to hit it right in the middle of the O. So he didn't pay any attention to Mr. Lee. A few minutes later, as Howard and his mother continued their walk, she said to him, you let that be the last time you ever walk by somebody and not open up your mouth to speak. Because even a dog can wag its tail when it passes you on the street. I suspect Mary gave Jesus a similar lesson when he was young. Surely she told him the stories of the greetings that had altered the course of her life. Surely she told young Jesus how Gabriel had said hello to her and it changed everything. Surely she told him how she had said hello to Elizabeth and the Holy Spirit showed up and she was called blessed and John leaped inside his mother's womb. Surely she told young Jesus about the spiritual significance and transformative potential encapsulated in a simple greeting because I'm here to tell you, Jesus knew the power of one hello long before modern psychology did. In his most famous sermon, the Sermon on the Mount, he said to his disciples, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? If you greet only your brothers. What are you doing more than others? He was saying, greet people outside your circle to show God's embrace of them. Greet people who are different to show God's embrace of them. Greet people of various demographics to show God's embrace of them. Greet friends, greet strangers, greet even adversaries to show God's embrace of them. Risk a new relationship with somebody with the power of one hello. Make friends with all sorts of folk with the power of one hello. Acknowledge the personhood of those you encounter with the power of one hello. Recognize the sacred image of God in whom every human being is created through the power of one hello. I guess then maybe one of the best ways we could ever celebrate Christmas is articulated in the Burl Ives holiday classic. Didn't he sing, uh, say hello to friends you know <laughs> and everyone you meet?
Amen.